This is a Real Presence Radio News Link. To continue to help slow the spread of the coronavirus, Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm has extended the suspension of all public masses through Monday, May 4th. As a result, Catholics in the diocese remain dispensed from their Sunday Mass obligation. But Bishop Lavore does encourage the faithful to participate in Sunday Mass via televised online or radio broadcast. Star of the North Maternity Home in Duluth is going virtual for their annual fundraising banquet. The event scheduled for this Sunday has been moved to Sunday, May 17th from the 6 to 7 p.m. as an online program. Learn more online at togetherforlifenorthland.org. And the parking lot Divine Mercy Chaplet that took place on Good Friday at Our Lady of Grace Church in Minot, North Dakota is being touted as a success. Parish staff note that the parking lot was full as the faithful came in their cars to pray the chaplet via Real Presence Radio. There will be another event coming up this Sunday at 3 p.m. to celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday. This has been an RPR Newslink. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Through these times of trial, we invite you to join us in steadfast prayer for all those affected by the coronavirus and for increased hope and trust in the Lord. Monday through Friday from 1030 to 11 Central during Real Presence Live, our hosts lead a live rosary for these intentions. We also celebrate daily Mass at 9 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. after the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And on Sundays, we bring you Mass at 7 and now 1030 a.m. Central. Please join us as often as you can. We're your family of faith and hope. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey everybody, Father Vasek here with you from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota for our second hour of Real Presence Live. 
We celebrated Holy Mass last hour. We will pray the Holy Rosary later this hour. And now we're going to visit with Monsignor Tom Richter, a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck, a very popular uh, priest not only in the diocese but all around our region and, and throughout the United States of America. Monsignor, thanks for being with us this morning. Good to be with you and your listeners, Father Vazic. Uh Blessed Easter to you. Thank you so much. Blessed Easter to you. I think the last time I interviewed you on Real Presence, maybe not, and you've probably been on the show many times since then, but it was during the Year of Mercy, and we were speaking about um, the missionary. Yeah, the Missionary of Mercy, which was really great. It was so beautiful. I'm still kind of remembering how great that was. So, I I remember that too. Yeah, no, it's great. So it's uh, it's Easter Tuesday. Uh, What does that mean? Uh, You're you're still celebrating Easter, or you on to ordinary time? (laughs) Yes. Um, No, as you know, right? uh, Easter is an octave, which is some sort (laughs) of strange, mysterious eight day day. <laughs> so we celebrate the same day for eight days, and there's many wonderful reasons for that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, third day of the octave, and uh, eight is incredibly significant. I don't know if you've spoken about this with the listeners already, but no, please do. The whole issue of the eighth day is really profound in our symbolism and mm. in our Christian imagination. Mm. So it's connected to Genesis. God created the world in seven days, rest counting his rest on the seventh. And uh-huh. then um, the fall came, uh-huh. and his creation was damaged and harmed. The garden was turned into a desert. Mm. And so Christ came down on a rescue mission to restore. That's why you're going to see in the gospel today, Jesus is a gardener. In a garden. <laughs> Isn't that <Right>. fabulous? <laughs> yeah, that's great. God is so creative. Uh, and wow. So the risen Jesus appears as a gardener who was taking care of Eden, of course, before mm. humanity's will introduced sin, suffering, and death into it. Mm. And so Jesus appears as a gardener. That's the first thing he appears as after wow. rising from the dead a, a gardener in a garden. <laughs> I wow, just find that wow, wow, so wow, delightful. Wow. Yeah. So restoring the garden that was destroyed. Um, and so we see, the Church is always seen in this mystery of the resurrection, the new creation, that God has recreated and restored what was lost. The risen Jesus is the new creation. Mm-hmm. And that's the next day, which would be seven plus one, which equals what, Father? Eight. Well, I'm on to eight with you, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, thus the reason for the octave, thus the reason for the eighth day, that the, to live in the risen Jesus is to live in the new creation and to live in the eighth day. Hmm. That is why when you go to many wonderful cathedrals in Europe, and maybe even some around here, the font, the baptismal font, is octagonal in eight with eight sides. Mm. To remind us, right, that it is through baptism that we enter into the risen Christ, the new creation, the eighth day that never, ever, 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 ever ends. Wow. 
And so, yeah, that's why this whole thing with the octave, that's why Easter Day is eight days. And then uh, not only is Easter Day a day that's eight days long, but mm-hmm. Easter is also a season, which is uh, seven times seven God's number, seven weeks, seven days in a week, 49 plus one Pentecost is uh, on the 50th day. There's a lot of math going on here, Monsignor. <laughs> I was an engineer. <laughs> but the fathers of the church loved this, didn't they? They loved taking yes. these these uh, biblical numbers and, and uh, seeing the, the rich significance. So this is yes. really beautiful. Speaking about this gardener, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't put this, you know, this is really illuminating that you're sharing uh, that Jesus appears uh, mistaken as a gardener uh, by Mary. And um, my buddy, I had never heard of it before, nor have I heard of it since, but he was talking about this image of Our Lady, I think, uh, the gardener of the gardener of the soul, like that Our Lady was the Mm. gardener of the life of Jesus, and he's the gardener of the soul. So as you were sharing about Jesus being as a gardener, which I had never put together with what my buddy had told me about this other image that someone was doing in Wisconsin somewhere, I don't even know, but um, that was just bringing that to my mind. So it's really beautiful I had just that Jesus comes in as the the new gardener of the new creation. Mm -hmm. Um, So the eighth day would would uh, go back on to, if I'm following this right, onto the first day in a way. Um, yes, so exactly. Sun, so Sunday, uh, which was the first day yeah. of creation, the heavens and the earth. Okay. So the this this uh, goes well with our transfer of the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, which was a there Christian uh, a Christian uh, innovation. Uh, or That's right. yeah. imagine that. <laughs> imagine imagine something so significant happening in our world today. Mm. that we get rid of the weekend and we turn it to Wednesday and Tuesday. Yeah, right. You think the coronavirus (laughs) has disrupted the economy. Imagine (laughs) that. That the resurrection was so significant. Mm. It totally reoriented all of society in regards to the working day, the day of rest. Wow. Pope Benedict... Pope Benedict and Jesus of Nazareth says it is one of the most, um, one of the most historical, evidential um, consequences that he says uh, reveals how significant and a certain sort of argument for the resurrection. Uh, the uh, resurrection, of course, is a mystery of faith above and beyond mm-hmm. uh, those sorts. Of, but but uh, uh, he finds it to be one of the greatest arguments that the resurrection was real, that it was so dramatic it changed all that throughout the world. Right. But yeah. but what 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 I would also want to share with the listeners in regards to the eight day and the fifty days, right? It should tell us something. Easter is longer than Lent. Right. That, <laughs> That Christianity isn't ultimately, ultimately about penance. Mm. Christianity isn't ultimately about suffering. It's ultimately about joy. Mm. And thus, and thus, Easter is longer than Lent. And in fact, um, taking in God is so enjoyable. Mm. God is so enjoyable. To meet the risen Christ is such an explosion of joy that it takes this many days to actually take it in and enjoy it. Hmm. 
Right. It's it's like when two people get married, the joy requires this time called a honeymoon, Mm -hmm. this time to really be able to appreciate and enter into the reality of the joy that has just been um, given to us. Mm-hmm. And so um, celebration, celebrating, is a huge duty for one who has met Christ. Um, and thus the reason for the eight joyous days in the octave and then uh Easter along with it. This is this is great. I want to I want to step into this a little bit more, Monsignor. So, uh, Father Craig Vosick, your host. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Real Presence Live. We're visiting with Monsignor Tom Richter, talking about the explosion of Easter joy, uh, the fact that it's not just a day, it's not just eight days, but it's fifty days of celebration, mm-hmm. and that there is a duty to celebrate. Now, most people would be like, "Well, I don't like duty," but like the duty is to have a party. I think we can. Uh, <laughs> I think we can enter into that. I think that's all right. So, what are some ways so what i mean is it just like okay just drink a bunch of champagne and uh have a bunch yeah, of cigars very good. Very okay. good. christian joy christian joy is christian joy is an indulgence right christian joy is a person christian joy is being with a person christian joy is precisely finding my joy is ordered goods joy is ordered loves And so joy comes by encountering the beautiful risen one, which then, right, uh, I celebrate with many other goods, but never choosing to violate that great good of staying with the one who is the very source of my joy. Hmm. And thus protects me from indulgence, and instead of indulgence, it's what we would call a renewal, yeah. refreshment. Yeah, there's been times. All those sorts of things. There's been times where I've like, okay, it's we got to celebrate, we got to party, and then it just like it'll be it'll be meat and it'll be wine and it'll be these other things and and I'm like, I think I missed something here. As <laughs> like, yeah, I forgot about the Lord who should be at the center <laughs> of this rejoicing, you know. But what I loved about Senior uh, about five years ago, I found this uh, prayer in the Roman ritual for uh, we were doing all the blessings, Easter blessings, and there's blessing for the eggs and blessing for the bread and blessing for the beer or whatever the things were that we were blessing uh there was a blessing for lamb and the blessing for the lamb is jesus we want to eat this lamb in honor of the resurrection of your son the passover lamb and i'm like i'm going to eat lamb every easter for the rest of my life and the university of mary dining center actually gave us a bone of lamb uh and i i was so happy so i I tried to i tried to mix my uh, joy of the lamb uh with the joy of the risen lamb uh, tried to bring it into that that great joy, the ordered goods, as you're talking yeah. about. So, what, what would be make, some make, other ways? Make sure, you, yeah, make sure you request mint jelly with it. But um, <laughs> it, one one of my we we shouldn't see joy as this shallow, fun, mm. passing, fleeting sort of reality. Mm. But as Saint Paul says, one of the greatest lines in Scripture, in my opinion. Rejoicing in the Lord must be our strength. Hmm. How do we get strong? By rejoicing in the Lord. Hmm. 
Entering into joy makes me strong. When, when two people getting married have entered into the joy that God has poured into them, they have the strength to stay faithful. They have the strength to overcome the cross. They have the strength to overcome trials. But if they don't have joy, then life becomes one dang thing after another, and eventually it eats you up. The heart needs joy to have strength. And so rejoicing in the Lord needs to be an intentional thing. I choose to rejoice in the Lord. I choose it. So I think that's uh, critical. I think we're winding down. What would I encourage the good families to do in this time of uh, social distancing? Yeah. You know? The Church holds up for us, and it's really the only time in the entire year. But it's so special when you go through it in the Easter season. I would encourage families, as they're sitting together uh, all these days and hours together, read the Acts of the Apostles together. Hmm. Read the Acts of the Apostles together, and you will see that the Acts of the Apostles are simply uh, the accounting of the risen Jesus doing through his body, the Church, what he did in his historical body as he walked this earth before the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to laugh every once in a while. These, these poor enemies of Jesus who thought they were going to get rid of him with crucifying him. <laughs> yeah, right, right, Now, right. they... <laughs> They thought he was a problem before the <laughs> <laughs> Now you have a fisherman. He's so powerful now. He has a, a fisherman. He gets a homily. One servant. And 300 people are baptized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. the adversaries of Jesus really are in trouble. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Monsignor, I, uh, I don't know if you've been... Um, introduced to this or not. I was just introduced this past week, but there's a show that came out called The Chosen, uh, and it's going through different... It's a it's a, a show on the, on the life of Jesus, but it's like trying to take all of the biblical accounts and then try to fill them in with all the... like what the background would have looked like for Mary Magdalene or for Peter or for Simon or for these other people. And and just watching this character development, they're, they're non-biblical accounts uh, because they're... whatever, but... Uh, they've just really, um, they've really shown me uh, what Jesus has done for these people in the in this three years, and so when they burst onto the scene post resurrection, it's really it's really incredible. So, uh, Monsignor, we I'm sorry we're coming to an end here. Um, we have we have uh, time for maybe just one last thought before we go to break. Yeah, I, I just encourage I just encourage the faithful. To, to really lean into the devoting time to rejoicing, make a yeah. meal special, etc. Right? If you were on death roll for ed- execution and got released, would you go back to work the next day? <laughs> if, if, if a loved one who was dead rises, what, what, what would you do? Well, the resurrection, right, objectively is greater than all of that. Yeah. And so let's lean into rejoicing. 
rejoicing, uh, some festivities in proper order, and the Acts of the Apostles. Monsignor, thank you for being with us today and sharing with us uh, about the eighth day and about the gardener and uh, ways of entering into this joy. Thanks so much for being with us. God bless, Father. God bless. Everybody, stay with us. Now we will talk about uh, how we can feast in the celebration of the resurrection. There's so much more. We'll be with Father Andrew Ritchie. Stay with us as Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.